Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Jerry Jones here with Jerry Jones Drive. I'm super excited because this week I have, or this month rather, I have with me a special guest that I've known for some time. He's been a guest on our show before as well. And he hails from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I almost said Cincinnati for some reason. Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and, he's, and he's down at his uh, summer slash winter slash whenever the heck I can get down there, a Florida home. And he's joining me um, all the way from the Orlando area. And I'm with me, Mr. Ron Jeets. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jerry. So, Ron, um, you've been a guest before, and however, I would love for you to uh, sort of give our listeners some background on on yourself and what you do, and uh, some of the some of the work that you do with members of ours here at Jerry Jones Direct, as well as other dentists that are scattered from here to uh, you know Orlando. I mean, all in between uh, Oregon and Orlando. So, um, why don't you give folks a little thumbnail sketch of that, if you would? Yeah, I started out uh, primarily in the video production business, like most guys in the video production business, uh, thinking that, you know, I wanted to do television and that type of thing. Although my upbringing was more in sales and marketing than it was really in any technical stuff. Because I think if anybody out there that's listening has worked with any kind of video or audio guys or even web guys, they're going to find out that they get all hung up on that technical stuff. And that's not really my forte. My forte is really understanding that that is a communication media, whether it's video or audio or television or radio, and then uh, really bringing into it the direct response marketing, the selling and that type of thing, and using the media as best as it can to sell or to market. So I'm not always looking for what's the best. I'm not trying to make movies and I'm not trying to make art and that type of thing. I'm trying to make communication that sells. Uh, I've been doing this for about 30 years. Uh, I've had the, you know, been fortunate to work with a lot of top, uh, you know, marketers and a lot of top companies uh, across the U.S. Uh, big companies like Harley Davidson, um, Goodyear Tire and Rubber, um, explosive companies. You know, but that really was not my forte. Being a small business, I was kind of more drawn to the small and mid-sized businesses, as as we are, because I like to work with the guy or the gal who owns the business, who's you know, who's all in, who's as much in the business as they are about doing this stuff. They understand that and they can make decisions because as you and I both know, working with big corporations, they're big, dumb companies. And you know, the, the decision-making process takes a long, long time. So uh, I've been doing this about 30 years. I specialize now with small, mid-sized companies, really with a, a focus on independent dentists, uh, which is where we met. So what, 10, 15 years ago, uh, but that's really what I enjoy. I don't have a lot of clients uh, because I, every client I work with personally. So I'm doing all the stuff hands-on. Uh, so that's a little little thumbnail about me. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have um, another uh, uh, another career, actually a couple of careers. You're a, you're a <laughs> performer of, of sorts. Um, not of sorts, but you're an actual legitimate performer. Um, you want to, because I think that's important that people really understand because all of these things, make up why your company is so stinking unique why it's so different than what other you know what you might see from a communications company that that focuses on video so um maybe talk about those two careers that you have or had or have still and and you know how they relate and why they're important 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, from the time I was a teenager, I got involved in magic and performing magic. Uh, my mentor and friend got me into doing that. And it was really what kind of, uh, you know, got me in front of the TV camera and in front of radio and that. Uh, but I've been performing magic all my life. From there, I had gotten into uh, comedy hypnosis. So if people have gone and seen a hypnotist where, you know, the hypnotist brings people up on stage, hypnotizes them, gives them suggestions, do all kinds of crazy things, that's what I do. Um, I still do some of both magic and hypnosis. Um, I actually carry two certifications in hypnotherapy. So I'm also a hypnotherapist, help people to stop smoking, lose weight, overcome fears and phobia, stop bad habits, all that nonsense. And, and how that really, really is important and relevant to the listeners is that, again, being in television and radio or video and sound, these are really entertainment media at their foundation. So there has to be a certain amount of entertainment in it. So me being a performer, I understand entertainment because there's two sides to entertainment. There's two sides to media. There's what I call front of stage and backstage. It's what everybody sees up front when you're performing. And then there's what's going on behind stage to make everything work. And there are two different things. To give you an example, uh, uh, what somebody would say, people would think would be the most valuable and important thing. That would be what I would consider front of stage, what I say. However, how what I say is far more important in the communication, that would be what I would consider backstage. It's what's going on behind the scenes. It's what's driving behind it. So anybody who has pets, you have pets, I have pets, and anybody, if you have a dog, um, and you say to a dog, you know, you're a good boy or you're a good girl, but the way you say it. So if you say you are a really, really good girl, you're a bad boy. That tone is what they respond to. And animals aren't any different than people. People are responding to tone. They're responding to voice inflection more than they are to the words. So again, front of house, back of house with the hypnosis, uh, that's all psychology. That's all built on psychology. So as you pointed out, what I bring is, is having the experience in video and, 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 and audio, entertainment, and the psychology of how all these medias fit together and how they work. So um, one of the things that you've talked about and we've done on this program before is the dental documentaries that I do for dentists. So where I go in and I interview the patients and I interview the doctor and I interview the staff and then take that and edit that stuff together. Now, this is more than testimonials. It is actually a documentary that is designed to manipulate the perception of the people watching and listening. So it is show business, but it's also psychology. Taking what is real and, for lack of a better term, manipulating it or editing it in a way that the viewer, the listener, is seeing and hearing exactly what they need to see and hear exactly when they need to see and hear it. So give an example, testimonials. Everybody knows that testimonials are important and valuable. Everybody goes ahead and tries to get them. Some people get them, do a very good job at them. The mistake that most everybody makes with them though is they take the testimonial, they get it random, and they use it and throw it out there randomly. So they use it just as they got it rather than taking and editing it so that it has a specific impact on the specific viewer or listener that they want to make a presentation to. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't think that, you know, talking about video um, and, and really your, 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 the thrust behind your business, which is creating communication that sells, you wouldn't think that it would be so stinking involved, but man, I mean, it is, it's, it's, it is, it's involved and you're working with, <clears throat> you know, like in print what you know, I'm, I'm a print guy, old school print guy. Um, you've got really, you know, some, you got a picture you can show and you have words, you don't have video, you know, you don't have someone, you don't have audio when you're doing print. And so it's a, it's a different challenge, but when you add video, there's a whole nother dimension that you need to consider. And, uh, and cause now you have audio, you have video, you have tone, there's so many other things. And so it's far more complex, which is, is one of the reasons why there are so many crappy testimonials online <laughs> because people just don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to do it. They don't know really what outcome they want. They don't understand, you know, how, like you said, how to manipulate um, uh, the, the video itself uh, to get the desired outcome. So yeah, I mean, it's complicated. It's complex. It's not something, it's not, you know, it's not something that you're going to entrust to your, you know, um, to your 16 year old kid in the basement to go and do. I mean, it's just, uh, that, that's a huge mistake. Um, but anyway, that's kind of why we're doing this program because, um, and why video is uh, so important because you've stumbled upon um, what I would call uh, sort of, I mean, I, I think it's a, sh it's a shocking media to use that, um, that, that hits what, nine and a half out of 10 of all the hot buttons <laughs> for us as a, as a marketer, you as a marketer, me as a marketer, um, a dentist as marketer of his practice or her practice, you've kind of hit on something that is, is really significant. And um, uh, a former client of mine is a client of yours and you're doing some phenomenal work for this gal. And she's just had a killer ride with this media. So that's really what I want you to talk about is um, I want to get into that, what you discovered, how you discovered it. Um, I know you've got a, a lot of, um, for, for our statisticians that are uh, with us today, I know you've got a lot of data you can share um, but most importantly, I think it is uh, recognizing that just about every dental practice in America has access to this media. And um, it's, it's, it's shockingly affordable for what, for what it is. Um, it's not the internet. It's not direct mail. It's not a newspaper. It's not radio. It's not television. Um, so, geez, Ron, what the hell is it? <laughs> Where, what is it, Ron? <laughs> well, let me, let me back up. And let's start with how I stumbled upon this, because you're right, I actually did stumble upon this. Um, so doing work for uh, St. Helena uh, Studio of Dental Aesthetics in St. Helena, California, Dr. Pauline Demetrikopoulos, um, I had produced a dental documentary on her practice. And we implemented that documentary through the, you know, through the media and means in which I do. And we were talking one day and she was saying, I want to find a way where I can generate more patience. No surprise there. So I started kicking things around and saying, okay, and, and I'm kind of a leverage person. I am kind of like, you know, can I, how many parts of the pig can I actually use as much as I can use and get it distributed? So I'm one to really look at where can we put this stuff so they can have maximum impact. It's also then greater return on investment for, for the docs. So I started looking around and in uh, St. Helena, California is a small little wine town of about 5,400 people in population and just doing some search about population stuff and city stuff and that I stumbled across the cameo cinema 
which is a small little one screen, 150 seat theater in downtown San Helena. So picture a wine town with a single street running through the downtown area and all these little mom and pop businesses. And then here's this old fashioned cinema. So I got in touch with the cinema, found out that they do have advertising that they can run on their screen between the showings of movies. Like, okay, this is cool. How much is it going to cost? Found out the cost, took it back to her. Initially, you know, she wasn't thrilled with the idea because it was a small, I will say it was a small audience, not a small medium, but a small medium in the sense that it's 150 seats. How many people are going to go to the movies? How many people are going to see this thing? So we tested it one month. So in one month, we, on the first month, we got 50 new patients out of the cinema. And out of those 50 new patients, about 70% 70, 70 of them converted into extended treatment beyond her front end. We decided to do it a second month. Again, about another 50 patients. We decided then to kind of lay off because this was kind of too good to be true. We came back and revisited it six months later, ran it for another month. And guess what? Another 50 patients. So out of a 150 seat theater that is selling probably no more than maybe five or 800 tickets per week, we generated 150 new patients. Each patient front end value was $389, which was her exam, cleaning, and extra. And we didn't discount. It. There was no discount on it. So 150 new patients, we generated a little over $58,000 on the front end. Now, here's where you have to be sitting, and you, you, you have to really let this number sink in. We generated $58,000 on the front end. Her total upfront investment for production of the commercial, which was really me taking pieces of the documentary, re-editing re those into a commercial, and then putting it in the cinema. Our total investment for three months was $4,300. So in essence, on the front end, we were at a 17 to one return on investment. And again, we had about 70% of those people that came out of that front end offer went into extended treatment, which is about 105 people at, as you have, uh, you know, you've shared with me from Sika software, the value of a patient, the lifetime value of a patient is about $4,220. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But if we have 105 patients and we're generating, you know, a, a lifetime value of 4,200 per patient, you know, we were, we're at about $443,000 lifetime value on the back end before you get even that number, the number that should even excite people beyond that were the 105 patients that went into extended treatment, which averaged out at about 1100 bucks per patient. So 105, 1100, that's $115,000. So on a $4,300 investment in a dinky little 150 seat auditorium, we generated roughly $160,000, You know, it's nothing to sneeze at. And again, her initial reaction was, it's a 150 seat theater, one screen. How many people are going to the movies? And that's how a lot of people think. Now, I'm the kind of person, uh, in fact, I will tell you that in the last four or five weeks that me, between me and my wife, my family, we've been to the movies five, six times because we love going to the movies. And I'm the kind of patient that a doctor wants because I've got two kids, 11 and 14. The 14-year-old's going to need braces. My wife is talking about wanting to get braces. 
We go at least two times a year for exams, cleanings, and checkups. I mean, we're the patient, and we can afford to pay for it, and we're going to the movie. So, again, for those people that are into data, and, and a neat thing about this is there is a lot of data on moviegoers from how old they are to when they go to how frequently they go. So, to give you an idea, the, the Motion Picture Association tells us that a family of four, on average, spends $69.20 to go to the movie theater. That's between ticket sales and concessions. $69.20. Now, it doesn't seem like a lot, but understand the important thing on that is, as you teach people, a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. These people are spending 70 bucks to go sit in a dark theater. Now, when they do that, they're not just committing the 70 bucks. They're committing to two to three hours of their time to sit in a movie theater. All right. So these are people that are trained, that are conditioned in a several different areas that we, as in dental, you know, in the dental industry, we want them to be. So I'll give you again a little some story. Um, my wife and I wanted to go see Solo, Star Wars story when it released a couple weeks ago. We waited one week after it released, which is typically when the majority of most movie, avid moviegoers go, because we are. You go one week after. During the movie, the, the projector broke during the movie. So we're an hour into the movie, and now there's no movie. There's, it's just black screen. So this young little pimple-faced teeny bopper comes into the theater and says, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, there's been a problem. They're trying to fix it. They should have it fixed in 10 minutes. Okay, great. 45 minutes later, still no movie. I look around the theater. About 95% of the people in the theater are still sitting there. They didn't leave. Okay? So again, the, 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 my point is, is that the, the psychology of the moviegoer and who they are and what they're committed to do when they go to the movies is an entirely different situation. So let me compare this now to television and radio, because I know what people generally are thinking about right now. Yeah, that's nice. That all makes sense. And that sounds pretty good. But I go to the movies and I don't watch those. I don't watch those commercials. They don't even impact me. Well, here's what we know from psychology. So what happens, Jerry, I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to put you on the spot. When you're sitting watching television and you and I, we don't watch a whole lot of television, but when you do and a TV commercial comes on, what is your visceral reaction when a TV commercial comes on? Uh, Avoidance. Yeah. Mental, if not physical, you're going to get up, you're going to go to the kitchen, get something to drink. Or if you've DVR'd the Dagon thing, you're going to fast forward through the commercials, which I do too. And I make TV commercials. Think about now the moviegoer. Can the moviegoer fast forward through it? No, they can't. Are they going to get up out of the theater and go to the bathroom, go get something to drink? No, they've already got their popcorn, their pop. They got their candy. They got all that stuff. And they're sitting in, their, in the seat anticipating and waiting. Yeah, so they can't leave. They can't they, leave. They, they, they can't, can't leave. lose their spot. And here's the really, really, really important thing about this. That person is in an entirely different frame of mind sitting in that movie theater because those commercials are not viewed as an intrusion on their programming. They're actually part of the daggone entertainment. They're part of the experience. So the moviegoer 
is in an entirely different psychological frame of mind when they're sitting in a movie theater because they're more receptive and they're more open-minded, all right? So that's part of this audience. The other part of this audience is people are gonna say, okay, well, when I go to the movie theater, I'm not even paying attention. I'm not even looking at the screen. I'm on my phone. Great, I'd rather you be doing that than watching the movie screen. Why? Because subliminal messaging is far more important, is far more impactful than conscious messaging. So if anybody's familiar at all with the government regulations that have completely banned any type of subliminal advertising being done in television, radio, those are these little messages that are put into commercials that we don't see and we don't hear, but they still reach us. Those are subliminal messages. Well, guess what? If you're on your phone, you're in a movie theater. What's a movie theater got? 7.1 surround sound. How can you avoid it? You can't. The other thing is, it's a big freaking picture. I mean, this is motion picture stuff. So you're taking from a little screen and television, and you're now going to this magnitude of, you know, 7.1 surround sound, 70 millimeter film. I mean, it's, it's the impact, the, the emotional state that the person, I mean, there are so many benefits and it's a different approach. And I liken it to speaking to prospects in a vacuum. You know, nobody else is there. All right. Now, again, people are thinking, okay, there's maybe some people out there that say, I've been in a theater. I've tried that and it didn't work. Yeah, here's why it didn't work. We were just in, I went to the movies last night. My son, my wife, and I, we went and saw Jaws. When did Jaws release? 1974. The theater that it was in, there was 130, I counted, because now I'm exposed to this. I'm like, I'm a sieve. I'm just like collecting everything I can. There's 136 seats in this theater. It's a small theater. It's playing Jaws. There were 120 people in the movie theater, all right, to watch a movie that released in 1974. Why? Because it's experience. I want to hear that, da-dun. Da, 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 in 7.1 surround sound. I mean, it's just freaking amazing. So while we're getting ready, I now get to the movie theaters earlier because I want to see what they're doing commercial-wise. So we're in a small little town outside of Orlando, Florida. I say small, we probably have a population of about 20,000. So it's not a really small town, but it's, you know, it's, it's a rural area. They've got local, well, they've got national advertising going on. There's commercials that are running for Coke, for Ford Motor, you know, it's big commercial stuff. And then they come on with these local advertisers. And there's about four screens of local advertisers. And on each of these screens, it's basically take a business card for the local business and stick it on the screen. And there's like 12 of these businesses per screen that they swing by in like 10 seconds. What, what just you know, I, I didn't see who they were. A couple I grabbed, but that's how it, it's, I liken it to the old newspaper advertisers or the old yellow page advertisers that show up at your office and they knock on the door and say, you know, you got to have an ad in the yellow pages. And you go, how much does it cost? Well, it costs this much. Well, how much for a full, full page? Well, it's this much. Well, no, 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 here's my business card. Just put this in. That's what it, that's how I see most everybody's doing it. I've, I've completely reverse engineered this thing and found that there are nine specific components that need to be in the commercial that make this thing doggone effective. And it's now, not just Pauline that I've been doing this with. 
Now, is that nine for this media? It's nine that I found that are specifically necessary in this media. Now, it's not okay. to say that it's not in, I will let you know, most of them are the direct response tenants that we follow for print, radio, television, mm -hmm. anything. But mm -hmm. there are some other keys. Here's sure. where the keys really play in. So I do a lot of television advertising placement. I do a lot of radio. And I'm a big believer for radio and television. Here's what's wasted for most people that are doing radio and television. So you owned a dental, you, you had a dental office. What, how far would a patient travel to get to your dental office? On average, you know, a mile or two. Um, on occasion, we would attract them from further away, but that was intentional. We were marketing further out, and, but a mile or two. So based on national data, the average person, the average distance a person will travel to get to their doctor is about 20 minutes. It's mm -hmm. the furthest out that they'll travel. Mm -hmm. So how far away is 20 minutes from Salem, Oregon? Uh, 20 minutes could, it's from, you know, like I'm 20 minutes from town. So if I'm going to go see a doctor, it's a 20 minute drive into town. Um, it, it really to get anywhere in Salem, it could take 20 minutes. You right. know, I mean, it's a, it's a fairly good sized city. And that's pretty typical for a lot of cities where I'm at here in, in Florida for us to get from our home to the commercial area takes about, it takes about 10, 12 minutes to get to the commercial area. Sure. So that's yeah. pretty average. So what happens when I put a TV commercial on even cable television? What am I reaching? I'm reaching about a hundred mile radius. What am I spending my dollars on? I'm spending my wasted. dollars on, yeah, it's all wasted. Yep. Here now, I got a movie theater that's three miles from the office. Guess what? There's my audience. It's, it's more than wasted though too. I mean, because what you've done is that movie theater has effectively gathered up a hundred people that are likely prospects for you. Um, and, and so they've done a lot of the work. And so when you do television broadcasts, you might reach 100,000 people. But out of the 100,000, you're still really only 50 to 100 people that, you know, matter. And then it's like, are they watching when my commercial is running? Uh, the day of the week? You know, does it run? Do, when do I run the commercial? You know, well, and there's so many other variables that really throw that out. Um, yeah. You know, I, I thought of another, um, as you're going through this, this list of why this works, um, you know, this, I don't know if this is a small thing. I, I don't know if it, or I don't know if it's a big thing, but I think it's important too, when you look at the physical aspect of sitting in a chair for two hours, two and a half hours, maybe three hours for those really long movies. You got to do that in a dental office. You have to be able to sit on your rump and relax, you know, as best you can with a drill whirring in your ear and, you know, um, all the other things going on in a dental office. Um, but I mean, you, you, you've got someone who has already said, I can sit for a couple hours, you know? And so that, there's a factor there and loud noises don't scare me. Um, you know, and maybe horror movies, don't, you know, so maybe the dentist with the drill doesn't scare me. And there's, there's, there might be some psychological factors here, um, which also brought about another thought I had. <laughs> and I know I'm kind of going, we're, I'm going off the tracks here, baby. Hang on. Um, That's okay. Uh, the other thing I was thinking of is a lot of these movie theaters, the chains, they've got lists. And um, I, I know the last time I bought a movie ticket, um, or I think my daughter bought it, it was, I haven't been to the movies in years. Um, I, I don't go, I'm, I, I'm unlike you and unlike my best friend, I don't go. Um, I'll just wait for them to show up on, you know, uh, on pay-per-view. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, you got, you got uh, companies that have uh, lists of consumers that show up that like to go to the movies. 
there's other possibilities maybe even with this thing. So um, they have a list of people that buy, you know, Regal Cinemas or whatever the big ones are out there that have, you know, they have email lists, text lists and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's another possibility. So uh, anyway, back to you, because I, I kind of threw a wrench in your movement. No, no, not at all. It's, it's a good point. So there's two things that I haven't even explored yet, <clears throat> which I'm going to be testing. And one is, okay, so question comes in is somebody sitting in a movie theater and it's seven, eight o'clock at night. They're obviously not going to call the dental office right then and there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we need to be able to, to get them to respond. One of the things that I'm going to be testing, and I actually have a, um, I have an, uh, I'm going to be testing this in auto repair. So we're going to be doing a commercial in a cinema for an auto repair place in Wisconsin. And one of the things that I'm going to test there is a QR code. Mm-hmm. Just putting a big old QR code in the end and the call to action where the, all they got to do is take up their phone with their mm-hmm. QR, if they have a reader, and they can scan it. And it takes them immediately to the web page to schedule an appointment. Mm-hmm. Because in all of the um, patient interviews that I've done over the years, I've had patients who have told me if it weren't for the online scheduling, I don't know that I would have called because I was too afraid. But because they had the online scheduling, I could – they. They, they got past that psychological fear of picking up the phone and making the call because they mm-hmm. could schedule it online. And yeah. with our younger audiences, that makes more sense. The other thing that I want to test is, it, it, uh, to, to, before I forget it, because I have old-timer's disease, and I forget, uh, but is the lists. You know, mm-hmm. most movie theaters have membership lists. So when we go to the movies, I've got memberships at Regal, AMC, the local theater that they have here in Florida, you give them your, they got lists. Now I haven't even started to talk to them yet about, Hey, can we get those lists? Because they haven't even been approached because I don't think anybody's understood how to data mine that information because even those people aren't using it. I don't get right. emails from the Dagon membership no. things. Why, why do they even have them? Right. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I think that's a, a great a great possibility. The other thing I wrote down, um, and by the way, uh, I'll, I'll get to the other thing I wrote down here in a second for ideas to test. Um, but uh, uh, we have a um, in our digital product that we offer here at Jerry Jones Direct. We have a, if you're interested, JerryJonesDirect.com forward slash digital. Um, that'll take you to an introduction to what we do here at Jerry Jones Direct for digital, which is pretty much anything you can imagine online. We do. Um, we've been doing some research and we are finding that having that link on a website to the actual appointment book, not a form. Okay. There's a difference between submitting a form that says, I'd like to make an appointment. Here's my name and address versus here's our appointment book online. And you can pick where you'd like to be scheduled as a new patient. And you literally can schedule a, a, an appointment right on the internet, right into say, for example, Dentrix. Um, there's, we've got a program now that allows us to do that in Dentrix where in a couple of other softwares where we can connect with them. Um, this is big. So we are finding, uh, one of our, um, one of our members had, uh, I, I want to say two months in a row of, uh, over 70%. It might've been 70 quantity number of 70, uh, people who made appointments, um, through that online scheduling portal, that opportunity on the internet. 
uh, on the web on the doctor's website. I, I can't remember if it was seventy percent of the patients. That's I think it was seventy is what I want to remember. I'll have to go back and check. But um, regardless, it's a it's massive, and and you've hit on an important point. Now, um, what I would recommend is people don't run willy nilly and, and do this without some thought because uh, the website, the page where people book their appointment, there are certain things that must happen and must be on that page in order for it to be maxed effective if that's even a word um, and so I mean but but you're right that's that's a that's a real important point is um, is getting them direct access because it is they don't have to call anybody they don't have to talk about how afraid they are they can go in make the appointment and you know and away we go um, another thing I would test back to that is um, an auto reply text message so I'm sitting there and you know text text dental to seven seven five one five and so I got my smartphone and I'm texting dental well, what immediately would go back as an auto reply text message that says, oh, thank you so much for, for watching our, um, our documentary at the Regal Cinemas um, to, today. Um, we, are going, uh, we have a very special gift for you. And tomorrow morning at about 9 a.m., check your phone. We'll be sending you a text message um, that is a very special offer for you. And, you know, you'll want to call right away. So then there's a delay and the delay is intentional, Ron, because we know they're not going to call the dental office while they're at the theater. And we don't really want to interrupt their experience. But what we, want, what we do want to do is capture their, their information, which we have. And then tomorrow you can have that, the, the texting system, the software, automatically send out that, that, that text message. Um, and then, then the phone starts ringing <laughs> because now you got, you know, or, or here, click here and go to your, you know, to our uh, website where you can make a, an appointment right on the website. So I think that's another interesting. That, that's a smart idea. And, and again, people don't miss the idea of the state of mind that they're in when they're doing this in the theater, because that carries over just as you said, the next day, because they had a warm and fuzzy. It wasn't necessarily about the dentist, but at the time they did it, they had a warm and fuzzy. And that yeah. is all, that is all, that is all impact. That's all impressioning on yeah. them and that's what they remember it's the old adage that people don't remember what you say they remember how you made them feel and that's yeah. what this is because yeah. you're you're reaching them at a different point in time when they're in a positive frame of mind when the dopamines are flowing in their brain because they're eating their popcorn and they're drinking their soda and they're excited about this movie oh yeah they're doing everything they can to kill themselves <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> well while they're, while they're trying to make a dental appointment um we should be sponsoring candy. We should be sponsoring selling more candy. Absolutely. I mean, I'd be, I would be, I would be giving candy, hard candy, Jolly Ranchers. I'd, I'd deliver them by the truckload to the movie theaters. And the rapper says, you know, well, back in the day when I used to own a practice, it would say, you know, uh, call Wellness Springs Dental, you know, when you crack a tooth or something, and then we'd have a special <laughs> form for cracked tooths. But um, yeah, I mean, look, this media to me is, it's, um, it has tremendous opportunity. Um, but I think you touched on a real important point, and, and that is simply we're not throwing a business card up on the screen, and we're not doing anything that anybody else is doing. So if you have been to a movie theater recently, and you're sitting there, and you're watching the commercials, you will not see anything that remotely resembles what Ron is talking about. You just won't. And, and the reason why is because of those nine things that great uh, theater cinema advertising has to have, the nine principles that, that have to be there. And if you lop off one, the effectiveness keeps going down. And if you lop off, lop off two, I mean, it probably cuts it in half. So there's really important elements. Ron, do you have time to get into those, you know, maybe to just hit maybe the top five? I mean, I know we only have, we have a limited time together, but whatever you would be comfortable with sharing. Right. 
One of the big things is, is that it's part of the entertainment. So yes, we're selling dentistry. We're trying to get them to schedule an appointment, but understand how we are, how are we inclusive in this experience pre-show? So before the movie starts. So think about what happens in a movie theater at the movie. You've got the movie and that's what everybody's there for. But prior to the movie, what do they show? They show previews for other movies that are going to be released that are going to be coming out. Prior to that, there's now all this national advertising campaigns of all these national advertisers doing these commercials, okay? So we need to be as part of that entertainment. We need to be in that loop, if you will. And here's a case where pattern interrupt, we talk about pattern interrupt in, uh, in, in direct response marketing as being a good thing. Here's a case where you really don't wanna be a pattern interrupt. You wanna be part of the flow. Your pattern interrupt is because you're not the national advertiser. You're a local advertiser, okay? So that's one of them, is being part of that entertainment experience. And you can disrupt it if you're nothing more than a business card or a billboard. So uh, I've seen it where, not like I described, where there's 30 local advertisers and they're all lumped into four screens. It's one screen who's showing the local orthodontist and it's nothing more than a smiling picture of you know the orthodontist and his staff and their name and that. It's not that. That pattern interrupt you don't want because it's not part of the entertainment experience. So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is the fact that you have to be selling the who, not the what. This is all about trust. This is all about selling who you are and not what you do, because dentistry carries with it a ne negative connotation, all right? So we don't want to, so here's a case of its psychological pattern interrupt. We don't wanna be selling them on dentistry. We wanna be selling them on trust. So to give you an example, Pauline's commercial, it was, it was primarily her patients talking about what a wonderful experience is. It was a testimonial reel, for lack of a better than anything else. Although I strategically inserted the doctor because why? We got to see the doctor. We got to know the doctor. We got to meet the doctor because well, that person's Pauline, gotta... Yeah. And Pauline's an attractive lady. And so you definitely want to show her because she's very approachable looking and I can see moms and I can see husbands going, yeah, I would go see her. She's a nice looking lady. She's very approachable. She's calm. She sounds like she's got her crap together, you know? So I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and it's not just about the, the sex of the male, female in that, but it's a matter of, so patients tell me when they go to a website, the, the place, and it's not just patients telling me, but data proves this, and you, your, your people can probably validate this. The place that patients spend the most amount of time on and visit the most is who's the doctor, who's the staff. They want to know who is going to be taking care of me, all right? And they got to see pictures. Well, guess what? If pictures does it, then why don't talking pictures? Why doesn't the opportunity to meet this person? Because the psychological trigger in every patient's mind is, oh, I like that person. I can see myself going to that person. They seem like a nice person. They seem safe. That's the emotional psychological trigger. So that's, that's number two, is that we have to be building on the who. Um, can, I, can I insert something here? Um, Absolutely. It just hit me what you said about, you know, talking pictures, which harkens back to the 20s, you know, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Look, they have talking pictures now. <laughs> I don't know. That's, a, that's an imprint that I have in my head. Um, I guess to me, to, to really simplify this, um, this concept that you just, I mean, it's very simple, obviously, but to maybe make it uh, more impactful. Um, 
every dentist I've ever talked to, I mean, almost every single one of them has said this to me at some time or another. And I guess, you know, until the right context comes along, you really don't truly understand what that means and what you can do with it. But every dentist I've ever talked to has said to me, hey, Jerry, you know, if we can just get the patients in the door, which is why I'm like, hey, free exam and x-rays all day long, baby. We just need them in the door. Not everybody's going to buy. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of, you know, tire kickers and whatever. But um, if we can get them in the door, we've, we've got them, right? That's what, that's what the great practices the owners tell me. Well, I, it, it just occurred to me, if we can't get them in the practice, let's bring the practice to them. And the only way we can do, the only way we can bring the practice to them is in the talking pictures in a movie theater where they're seeing the doctor. They're seeing the lead hygienist who says, hi, my name's Mary. I'm the lead hygienist here at Dr. Demetrakopoulos' office. Hi, that name is long. Um, at Demetrakopoulos. Yes, whatever. Dr. Pauline's office. Um, and my name's Susie, and I've been here for 13 years. And, you know, I, I just love dental hygiene. I love our patients and I can't wait to meet you. You know, I mean, just something that just lowers the threshold um, for people to, to step over. You know, I mean, you, I was writing an article earlier today talking about one of the thresholds being money. And I was talking about what if it cost a quarter less, 25% less to open a dental practice than, than it did. What would that mean? Well, we would have, you know, and then I kind of go through that. But the bottom line is we would be able to serve more people and we'd have more, you know, we'd have more income and we could lower our prices and yada, yada, yada. But um, it's kind of that same thing. I mean, uh, you know, if you can't get them in the door, you open the door in a different way and, and, and sh you know, show them what's inside through a different, in a different fashion. So, I think, you know, having that, uh, having a hygienist say something, a DA say something, and the dentist say something, and then the rest of it is just, you know, these these great people who are raving over the service. I mean, I, to me, it's a, it just sounds, it sounds good. It sounds like a winner. Well, you've been a huge advocate of my dental documentary program, and that is exactly what the dental documentary program is in long form. So in a 30-minute or a 60-minute form, it's this piece who goes out and it meets it goes to the prospective patient or the patient who's coming in the door. And you've been a huge advocate of this program. And that's what that does. So now the movie theater is just a smaller version of that. And the beauty of this, the movie theater is if we're doing television advertising, we're doing 15 second or 30 second commercial spots. What can we do in 15 or 30 seconds? We really can't do or say a lot. In the movie theater, depending on the cinemas, we can go as long as two minutes, depending on the movie theater. On average, we can do 60 minutes. Now, here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. We're not paying for 60, I'm sorry, 60 minutes. We're doing 60 seconds. We're not paying for 60 seconds in a movie theater that would be equivalent 60 seconds in on television. So to give you an example, um, there's a dentist that I do advertising for in LA. Tele one television spot on network television on an NBC affiliate in LA is $1,100 per 30 seconds. How much can we say in 30 seconds for 1100 bucks? But I can say a heck of a lot more in 60 seconds. I can say twice as much you know, in 60 seconds than I can in 30 and be paying a hell of a lot less to reach really what is a dental practice's ideal target patient. Yeah, okay, I got something else here too. Um, have you tested this or have you been able to have anybody test this? And I, I mean, to me, this is an interesting idea. It's not, I don't, I don't think it's new, but let's say you took for Pauline instead of 
the way her homepage looks right now on her website, instead of having whatever garbage is there now, because most dental offices have horrible websites. I mean, they're just, they're, they're awful. Yet another plug for Jerry Jones Direct Digital. I mean, geez, here we go again. Um, they're horrible and they violate all sorts of rules when it comes to effective direct response advertising. Have you um, taken that video or have you thought about it or talked to somebody about doing it? Take that video and put it on the website so that when I enter in St. Helena Family Dental or whatever the website is, the only thing I see right away, I see two things. I see the video start and so there's movement and there's, you know, there's audio and then there's a little X in the upper right hand corner. And if, they, and if they're a patient and they want to go somewhere, they hit the X. But if they're a new patient, they see the documentary, the 60 second or two minute or however long this document, this mini docu-series or documentary. Any, has anybody done that? Because I'm thinking now if they hit, you know, go at the end, they, it takes them to the page and we just shortcut all the BS. I don't know. That's just a thought. Two things. Number one, no, uh, I haven't tested it, but we're in the process of doing that right now with actually one of my clients and one of your members in Dallas, Texas, um, that I just filmed with on Friday, that we are going to test a tour, a tour video. Mm -hmm. Now, not, this isn't a tour video like anybody else has got on their dental website. And all these tour stuff that I see on dental websites are generally pictures of the um, waiting room, the exam, and they're all empty. There's no smiling people. There's none of this. So what we're going to test is we're going to test. Now, this is going to sound hokey to some people, but again, again, we're not our patients. This is going to be the camera comes up to the door, the door opens, and the doctor goes, hi, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Welcome to such and such. Come on in. Because what do we do when friends come over to the house? Hey, good to see you. Come on in. Yeah. Exactly. Totally different than, hi, my name is Dr. Smith. Welcome to my office. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so uncomfortable. Yeah. People get creeped out. They don't want to meet Dr. Smith as opposed to, hey, my name is Dr. Ryan Crane. Welcome to Texas Grins. Come on in. Let me show you around. Exactly. And and we're going to be testing it. Night and day difference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just filmed that. I've got to go ahead and edit it together and put it together and, and you're going to see it. So again, a Gary Jones digital plug, <laughs> you guys are going to take <laughs> and implement this thing. But, um, but I will, I will challenge somebody who's listening. So what the exact strategy that you talked about, no, it hasn't been tested because I haven't gotten the doctor to do it. All right. It's not like I haven't asked it's, I just haven't gotten the doctor to do it. And you know right. what I'm talking about. Right. So I will challenge to any listeners that are listening to this program right now, if any of this sounds interesting to you and it sounds like this is a fit for you and you want to be a test case for what Jerry just talked about and putting this thing on the homepage, then you need to get in touch with either me or you need to get in touch with Jerry or you need to get in touch with one of his member ambassadors and we'll get this going and we'll test it. And, and by the way, you don't have to convert your site entirely over to this. You can literally no. split test it. So every other visitor sees the video, everybody. So like, let's, it's an AB split, right, Ron? So um, I show up to the website. I'm, I'm test case A. I see the video. Ron goes to the website next. He's test case B. He doesn't see the video. As a matter of fact, he'd have to go hunt to find it. But then if you, the listener, visit the website, you're going to be test case A again, and you're going to see the video. So it's alternates with each visitor. And, and that's really how you find out, is this better than what we have now? And if it is, then we go, okay, how, what can we do to improve the video? 
but you're, you know, it's, this is all about testing and conversion, testing, and you don't know anything until you test. And you know, every marketing piece is a test. And I don't care if you've mailed the same postcard for 15 years, it's always a test and you're learning. There's something to be learned every time. I mean, Ron, and speaking of which, I mean, you talk about um, testing movie theaters. Have you, what have you found out about movie theaters? Is there a difference in brand name, movie type? I mean, have you gotten that far yet? No, not really, because here's why. I don't think there's any loyalty. I think that the brand of the movie theater or the cinema doesn't matter. Here's what matters is the brand of the movie that's coming out or the mm -hmm. actors that are in it. Okay? okay. Because moviegoers are loyal to actors, directors, and storylines. They're, they're, yeah. they're loyal to those three. Okay. Yeah. So if we are strategic about this, so, and again, I'll get on a soapbox here. We can be really, really strategic about this. So in, let's say, late April or May, had doctors been really smart, what was releasing in the movie theater? Star Wars, right? Wasn't that Star, a new Star Wars? Wars? Marvel's Infinity, uh, Infinity Wars, yeah. Deadpool 2, Solo, um, the next installment of the Mission Impossible thing. So my point oh, being man. is- I mean, yeah, you can, yeah, okay, yep, yep. I got so, another idea. So, 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 so think about, I want to challenge people right now to go and, and, and carry a pad of paper or do a mental check. Go through the day and everything that you listen to and you watch or you see, and you tell me if you're not seeing at least 20, 30, 40 advertisements or mentions of some type of movie or cinema or something. So you've got movie theaters who are spent or, or, or studios that are spending millions and millions of dollars in television advertising to drive people into a cinema. All right. You've got local television um, uh, celebrities who, you know, talk about they're going to the movie. They want to see solo or they want to see divergent or they want to see Harry Potter or they, and then now you've got every local uh, news channel has always got some type of, cinema report where they review it's the everywhere movie. it's all so guess place. so guess what we're advertising at a fraction of the cost to be in the movie theater and we are piggybacking off of the millions and millions of dollars that these people and companies are spending to drive people into the theater and we don't have to so so what kind of numbers are we talking about so the average movie theater and again this is where people should not miss this so let's say you've got a 10 screen cinema so you got 10 screens in a movie theater and each movie theater on an average day when there's not blockbuster movies out like Solo or Deadpool 2, every cinema screen is running on average five shows a day. They're running five movies a day. Okay. So that's 50 movies running a day. If I'm getting into that and I'm, and I'm, my, my commercial is running on every one of those screens. If I'm only running in a one-time loop, meaning my contract is to say my commercial runs guaranteed one time between the start of every movie. So I'm getting 50 showings a day. If my contract is to run two times in the loop, I'm getting 100 showings per day. And if I'm three times, I'm getting three, 150 showings a day. That's one day, 150 broadcasts. Take and multiply that by a week. Multiply that by a month, okay? So the cinema numbers, that theater is uh, a 10 screen theater on average a 10 screen theater is running 7,000 to 10,000 people through that theater per week so let's say on the low side we're getting access to 28,000 people per month on the high side 40,000 
people a month that we're getting access to. And again, who are they? And what frame of mind are they when they're there? So it's a small, it's, you mentioned before, if we're, getting, we're hitting 100,000 people on television, so what? I guarantee you that out of the 100,000, your, your penetration target is probably less than 10,000. And we're, we're, getting, we're getting to them at a fraction of a cost. So I'll give you an example just to tease you. On average, it's about six cents per viewer per week. That's oh, by the way, that's cheaper than Valpac. Yeah, right? and it's moving Valpac's pictures. Valpac's ten cents a house. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's moving pictures. I mean, so there, the, the, there's a lot of potential for this, and our audiences are within a five mile radius of the practice. Guess what? There's a movie theater within five miles of the practice. Yeah, and yeah. You know, this bodes well for a multi-location too. <laughs> I, I was just, I read a couple articles today on, on uh, you know, uh, Dr. Mark Cooper has a, uh, he's sort of a futurist, if you will, I guess, in dentistry, per, retired periodontist. Um, but, you know, he's years, a couple of years back, he, uh, you know, sort of cast the fate of the solo practitioners and that it was going to all go away. And he had another article about DSOs and the rate at which they're eating up solo practices. Uh, so if the, if anybody's listening to this, multi-location practices where you're, you know, where you can take advantage of one commercial placed in different communities that feed all the same beast. So um, I'm thinking of one of our members, Dr. Kelly Brownies, you know, multiple locations and they could create one ad and it could run in all the theaters and, you know, three states. Um, so uh, it's a huge opportunity. Holy you totally. bring up You bring up a good point. Let me interrupt you for a second. You bring up a good point because the, the big box office dental practices, the corporate, they're not doing this. They're, they're and they, not, they, they, even if they did run, they would put a business card in there. Even if they did, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. Um, yeah. I, I've got two things I wanted to mention. Um, number one is I found the number and um, uh, from our digital uh, folks here. Um, one of our members got over 60 patients two months in a row just from using the online scheduling tool that he might not have otherwise have ever gotten. So this is organic traffic, it's paid traffic, uh, both types. So Google AdWords and then SEO, organic type stuff. In a, in a month, 60 patients in a month, that's 122 months from, you know, by making a tweak to a website. Um, <clears throat> which by the way, I'll forward that to you just, uh, you know, so you have it. Um, and, and then the, the other thing I wanted to mention was um, this the idea of texting. Or, 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 you know, when, when it comes time for that patient to raise their, that prospective patient to raise their hand and make a connection with the office. Um, I get to thinking, you know, in dentistry, there's the, we have, we're in the habit of, uh, of not waiting for someone to mature in thought before they call us. <laughs> in other words, we want that phone to ring now. If we run an ad, we want results now. And that's just the, the dental market has always been that way. There's a, there's a very, very small percentage, one one hundredth of a percent of the dental market probably. There's fewer than 50 doctors in America probably doing this. Maybe not even that many. And that is uh, their focus isn't on making the phone ring with an ad. Their focus is on capturing people who are interested in becoming patients. In other words, there's a, there's a big barrier between someone that says, I really need to go to the dentist and someone who actually picks up the darn telephone and dials the number or goes to their website and, and makes them. There's, the difference is huge. So, I mean, for every 50 people that say, I really need to go see the dentist, there's probably one that actually takes action. 
So it's easier to get people that, that are kind of sort of interested in going to the dentist and know they need to go. It's easier to get them to say, you know, send me some information. You know, in other words, uh, you send me your free consumer report or send me your book or, or whatever. And so I know there's a, a lot that can be done with offers. So even though, you know, uh, Dr. Pauline might extrapolate out of her 150 seat theater, all of the potential patients at some point, she might think, which you and I both know isn't reality, but she might think that I've got them all. Then it's time to change the offer, right? We start tweaking the offer and we, and we change the way in which we interact with those prospects. And we actually create a lead list. So now we're lead generation prospecting and we're not just out there trying to make the phone ring. And those are two different distinct activities with two different outcomes that require two totally different processes. But in a movie theater, instead of getting 50 to call and make the appointment, you might get 75, 50 of which go ahead and make the appointment, but another 25 who would have never raised their hand had, you know, had there not been a lower barrier of entry for them, you know, and not been an easier first step. In other words, all I got to do is text my number to this number and they'll send me a text back that says, click here to go view your free report, you know, or whatever the case might be. So yeah. just another thought. I mean, I know you know all these things, but for our listeners who've never been exposed to the idea of lead generation versus direct contact, which is what you and I, you know, are what we do 99% of the time. Um, there is an opportunity then to take that list and, and just, I mean, and build a leads list separately and, and apart from, a, 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 you know, prospective patients who call directly and take action. Well, the numbers are actually bigger than what you're alluding to. And I know this because of the work I did in the erectile dysfunction business, because we reached- Now, we didn't talk about that as an extracurricular activity. No. <laughs> I'm not a patient. I, 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 well, you know, just recently, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. I just recently, I had, I had a, a, another guy that you and I both know that, uh, uh, that, we, that we had on, on Dentistry Confidential, and he talked about um, uh, about the inner workings in his ED clinics that he had, um, that he smartly uh, divested himself uh, from. So anyway, I just had, I had to make a funny <laughs> joke about, you know, it's kind of like earlier when you said, you know, there's a small medium. I don't know if you caught yourself saying that. Yes. What's a midget? Is it, you know, a, a clairvoyant midget, small medium. Um, anyway, those are some of the dumbest jokes I could possibly think of, but it made you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm refraining from adding another. Um, well, we could get into the you know the whole bit about you know the jokes from when we were kids. The man with no arms, no legs. That you know in the water. The you know, man, you know on on the wall. So, yeah. so, so all right, I can't help I can't help myself. So um, I had two clients. I have two clients. One is a one is erectile dysfunction, and one is um, child care centers. So the joke is is that one business feeds one of my clients feeds the other. <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. You know, um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We know these are being recorded because, you know, um, it's so easy to go down that rabbit trail and, and yeah. just get a good yuck anyway. Yeah. Well, let's, so back to this, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're at our hour and I know you, I know you're busy. And, um, last time I checked, even though I didn't have, I don't have a dental office. Somebody asked me the other day, well, now that you don't have a dental office, I'm sure you have lots of time in your hands. And I said, you, know, you have no, you have no idea. It's like, I feel like somebody that retired and you know how retired people say they're busier than ever. I think of your yeah. mom, you know, Dottie who helps us out here at Jerry Jones. I think of, I think of Dottie as a great example. I mean, that, that gal will never retire. And, and you know, there's retirements for, you know, for people that really have nothing else to do, I guess. It's but, for lazy people. It's for lazy people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, okay. So 
what what do we do next? I mean, let's say I'm a dentist in Ottumwa, Iowa, or I'm sitting out there in you know Kansas City, or or I'm I'm in Sherman Oaks, California, and man, I want to I want to do something. You got me sufficiently lathered up, Ron. Now what the hell do I do? I mean, I just can't go to the movie theater myself um, and sit in the back row and think about this. I want to take some action. What do I do? Well, there's what I would recommend is that we get on a call together and explore the opportunity because. There are, I'll be honest, there are some places this isn't going to work for because it may just be a matter of the movie theater. The movie theater may not have the opportunity to be able to advertise in it. Um, so there's a, there's a bunch of variables involved in this. So um, um, I'll, you, you send out a transcript. Uh, you make a transcript available of this call too, don't we you? We do. Yes. Okay. Because the, the URL I'm going to give you is kind of convoluted. It's a time, it's a time trade uh, thing to be able to schedule a call with me. So I'll give it to you as long as it's in the transcript, they'll be able to decipher it. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. but my, my recommendation is to get on a 30 minute call with me and let's explore what the opportunities are available to you. And um, I'll give you the, I'm going to give you the address first and then I'm going to tell you what I will need to get from you and what I'll deliver to you when we get on this call. So the address is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash my my dot timetrade.com forward slash book forward slash C W P F R. And I'll read that back again here as we wrap up, but <clears throat> go there, uh, schedule a 30 minute call with me. It's free. There's no obligation. I'm not even going to pitch and sell you on anything because this thing is so much opportunity in this, but there is some information I'm going to need to get from you before we get on that call. Number one is the zip code of your practice, of where you'd want to advertise. Or if you're a multi-practice, what are the zip codes of the practices? The reason being is I'm going to take that and I'm going to compile a list of theaters that are available to us within your direct geographic area that we could go into and advertise. I'm going to see what opportunities are available. On top of that, we're going to find out what the, um, what the admission uh, the average admission ticket sales are for those theaters. So we know what kind of audiences we can talk to. And I'm also going to then look at what kind of opportunity we have as far as rates. What's it going to cost to get into the theater? So literally when we get together on that call, not only am I giving you information, I'm going to give you an actual game plan of what it could cost to get into the theater, how many people you're going to be able to get in front of and implement some of these strategies that we talked about here. The other thing too is, is that, Generally, the obstacle for people will be, okay, I like all this. This all sounds great, but I don't have a commercial and you didn't do a documentary for me. Well, that's the beauty part of this is that based on my experience in television, I have a series of templated commercials based on services. So if you're an implant dentist and you want to promote implants, I've got scripting for implants. If you're an orthodontist, I've got scripting on orthodontics. Now that doesn't mean that this is going to be a generic commercial, but I've got the templates for the commercials and then we customize it for your practice. It has all your information and it's one of those nine key components that are in there. So don't look at this at this point as you're going to do it or you're not going to do it, or if it's an obstacle or not an obstacle. My recommendation is let's explore what the opportunities are available to you. Because I guarantee you, you're going to have at least one movie theater in your area, if not multiple theaters. Um, um, and, and the value of the theaters go up. So, for instance, I have a doctor in Atlanta, Georgia, that I'm beginning to work with, who has a movie theater that's only a six-screen theater. All right. Well, it's not a megaplex movie theater, 
But here's the beauty. It's what's called a dine-in movie theater, which means people are going to the movie to have dinner. So they're spending anywhere from 150 to 200 bucks for this experience because they go, they order, they get waited on, they get their food. So they are a much higher valued patient. And the, 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 the cost to get into this particular theater for this particular doc, it's insanely cheap, insanely cheap. I mean, and the opportunity is just phenomenal. So yes, the numbers are, are lower in their attendance, but the value of the person who's paying to be there is much greater. So we're reaching somebody who we really would have difficulty trying to find through other media. So again, my recommendation is get on a 30 minute call with me, get me some information in advance. Um, you've got the transcripts, you go back and, uh, and uh, see what that information is and get on the call with me. And, and uh, do I understand, Ron, I don't, and I don't know if this question is maybe a little premature, but do I understand that you offer some kind of area, area exclusivity? In other words, if you're working with a doctor in, you know, in this area, Atlanta is obviously huge and probably has 50 movie theaters, but you wouldn't place one doctor over another in the same area. No, the, the, it's a first come first serve. So if we, get to a, if we get to an area and a doctor in a town is going to be put in a movie theater, I'm not putting two competitive doctors I'm both working with in the same theater because right. that, that doesn't bode well for me and it doesn't bode well for them. Yeah. It's insane. And we have the same policy here at, at Jerry Jones Trek. So we don't, we don't layer uh, doctors over, over the top of each other. Um, okay, good. So um, do you mind if I give out your email address to Ron in case in, in some event that the time trade, because uh, I'm going to repeat the time trade. I, I wrote it down actually as well. So, yeah. um, so Ron's email is Ron, R-O-N at R-J media magic.com, right? So, Correct. Um, Ron at rjmediamagic.com. The time trade address is https colon backslash backslash. I say backslash, you say forward slash. So well, it, leans, it leans to the right. It depends it on which way you lean. Right. And it depends on if you read from right to left or from left to right, right? I mean, left, I mean, right? Okay. Right. So yeah. <laughs> it's my.timetrade.com after the https colon forward slash forward slash my.timetrade.com forward slash book forward slash c w p f r correct got it all right so uh, <laughs> um look i mean we've got uh you know three or four of our members that are uh pushing out stuff right now uh with ron in this movie theater environment and uh, i mean uh dr pauline obviously is a, hers is a home run um, now, uh, what I would encourage you to do if you're, if you're looking at this as an option, take Dr. Pauline's numbers and throw them out the window. Um, yeah. and, and just understand that if you, if you spent a thousand dollars and you got 10 new patients, it's a stinking home run. I mean, it's a, it's a damn home run. Anytime you can buy a patient for under 250 bucks on average, you've got a home run. That's just how it is. So, you know, you spent a thousand and got four. Uh, that's 250 bucks. I mean, that's, that's a home run. I mean, it's a, it's not a home run. It's a solid base hit and it makes sense. So, um, you know, Pauline, her numbers are excellent. Um, and obviously Ron would love to recreate those for anybody, but you know, don't go into this, uh, go in with both eyes open and, um, and, and, you know, like any media, you should test it. It's worthy of a test. It's worthy of your time. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's what we do here at John Strack is expose you to things that are not mainstream, that are a little different, um, 
but uh, can absolutely kick some serious butt for you and help you grow your practice. So, And this um, doesn't get in the way of anything else you're doing. This really is an opportunity. Anybody who's ever had the thought of saying, oh, yeah, I think I'd like to try television, I'd like to try radio, it's too expensive. This is a way to do it and not have anywhere near the commitment. And you're going to get a far better return on your investment. Yeah, It doesn't get in the way. No, it doesn't. It compliments. And the, and the more you can do in your community to, to advertise and promote your practice, the, the more effective all of your marketing becomes um, because you're, you know, you're buying repeat eyeballs that are seeing the same message. And um, that's, that's where a connection can eventually take place. Um, Ron, I wanted to, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I, I think you mentioned this, um, but I, but I want to make sure that folks understand this because I think that's important. One of the other questions or the other statements that a doctor often say to me and, and to Ron as well is, I want good patients. Well, define good. I mean, you know, my definition of good is a heartbeat and a pocket full of cash. I don't know what your definition of good is, but that's mine. Um, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they smell like because I'm not working on them. So they can, you know, as long as they show up with a heartbeat, we can do dentistry and they've got money. That's my idea of a good patient. We're looking at people that are spending, as Ron said, anywhere from, you know, 50 bucks to several hundred for a family of four to go to listen to two hours of entertainment. Um, and so, I mean, the economics, the money these people are partying with is proof um, that they have the ability to at least invest in uh, an exam and x-rays and a cleaning for crying out loud. So to me, I mean, these are the kind of folks that, uh, that you want to target. So, um, Ron, anything else to add before we wrap up? Um, I'll just add to piggyback off what you just said. So about 48% of the population in the U.S. goes to the movie theater regularly. You said earlier, you don't go. The 48% of the population goes to the movie theater on a regular basis. And that means that they go at least once or more within a three-month period of time. So they're going, whether you go or you don't go, people are, people are there. I, I, 100 and what I said, 20 people in a movie for a, that was released, God knows, a long time ago, because they're going, because it's far more fun to see it there than it is to watch it on TV. And we can get the daggone thing on Netflix. Why should I go and pay that kind of money when I can watch it for free on Netflix? Because it's experience. It's experience. Yeah, that's experience. Yeah, good. All right, well, Ron, thank you, sir, for your time this evening or this afternoon, evening for you, afternoon for me. And um, Appreciate it. Uh, folks, uh, reach out to Ron if this is of interest to you. And um, I know for a fact, he'll take great care of you and, and see if this might be something that would benefit your practice. So um, until next time, I'm Jerry and that was Ron and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of the Jerry Jones radio show. You've reached the end of this segment. You can always listen in to the next show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jerry Jones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show.